Tessie Gurus, Rainmaker. Uh, honey, how are you? And his beautiful co-host, Brandy. I'm on, I'm hot, I'm happening. Yes, you are. Rainmaker. Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on Webmaster Radio. Webmaster Radio helps you to find your inner peace and help you discover the key to success. Webmaster Radio presents Good Karma. Whether you are a newbie or an experienced internet explorer, it's time to find the answers that you seek. Ask the questions that others are afraid to ask and earn the rewards of your good karma. And now Webmaster Radio presents Good Karma. And now here is your host, Good ROI, Greg Nyland. Hey everybody, hope you're having an excellent week and all ready to learn a new item on Good Karma. This week we have Frost Jones from Niche Works on the line with us and he's going to be helping us just chat about what affiliate marketing is, how it can help you, how it can make money for you, and how you can sell more products depending on whether you're the producer or the marketer. So, Ross, how you doing? Hey, I'm super today. Everything's great. Super. No, no, no. you got to be excellent to be on this show. <laughs> how about super fantastic? <laughs> okay, we'll go with that. So, Ross, um, for anyone that doesn't know, you have played both sides of the field. Right. Um, and now you're focusing more on actually managing affiliate programs. Been moving in that direction for about a year. I've been doing uh, frontline affiliate marketing, I guess, for about five years now. Um, like a lot of affiliate marketers, um, I got my start kind of as a hobby. I had a few things to sell. I understood uh, SEO, built some web pages, sold what I had to, sold what I had to sell, um, and then kept getting all these people coming to my website saying, hey, do you have any more of those uh, that we can get? And finally, it occurred to me I can send those over to a merchant, uh, get paid a commission on the sales that that generated, and that uh, that was kind of my foray into the world of affiliate marketing. Yep. And for anyone who is unfamiliar with affiliate marketing, this is actually how most people made money before AdSense ever existed. <laughs> right. Um, you would have traffic at your site, but you don't sell a product. So a manufacturer would say, hey, for you send me your traffic. If it converts, I'll give you a commission on the sale um, of some nature of that deal. So that way you don't even need a cash register. You just need to direct traffic to a site, and you get money for it. Right, and, and affiliate marketing has been around quite a long time. Uh, Amazon is really the company that's credited with uh, with really bringing the idea out and uh, starting up a uh, a wave of affiliate marketing with their associates program, right? And you can do affiliate marketing in organic uh, search engine optimization. You could buy traffic with PPC engines, or you can actually do email marketing. And even recently, I've started seeing people do flyers on the streets. I've I've seen a few people do that, and uh, <laughs> it's it's a it's a great new idea to try. Yeah, I'm tempted to do it here in New York City. Uh, just send a guy to stand in uh, the train station handing out flyers to everyone during rush hour. <laughs> there you go. But it would actually mean I'd have to, you know, do real work for a change. <laughs> um, and the reason why I say real work is because when people talk about affiliate marketing, it's generally people are just amazed at how easy this money is and how 
how addictive it is once you start getting this so quote unquote easy money that people actually start referring to affiliate uh, people as crackheads. Yeah, I think that started what about three years ago up at uh, up at a Boston conference. <laughs> talking about the, the yeah. crack that they were addicted to the easy money from yeah. affiliate marketing. So, and actually, we unfortunately offended someone because. <laughs> <laughs> took the crack mention out of context, didn't he? Yeah. Well, it turned out uh, in the Boston Hotel during uh, Boston PubCon, there really was a crackhead. <laughs> um, and he took offense. He thought we were making jokes about him. Um, and Moving in on his territory. High. So, but, yeah, that's all in the past. <laughs> um, so let's give a few uh, words of wisdom uh, to people about, first off, let's, talk to people who want to make money. Okay. And if you want to make money, you first have to identify a good offer. Okay? So how do you find good offers? Uh, a number of different ways that you can find uh, good offers. Uh, probably one of the best things to do is to just keep your eyes open uh, when you're uh, both online and offline. The, uh, uh, the spam that you get in your email box every day, most of that spam is somehow... Um, affiliate marketing related. It's somebody sending you a spam email and they're going to try to make money when you click or buy something through that email. So if, if, you're getting, if you're getting spam email, the product or services in that spam email is probably lucrative for somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing to do is just uh, uh, if you buy something on the web, um, if, if you find a product or a service on the web, uh, you maybe see if that merchant has has an affiliate program that you can that you can join. If they've got a good product or service, uh, it's that much easier for you to promote that service. You've got your own testimonial that you can talk about the product. You can review the product uh, if you've got a website, um, and just put up a, put up a, an affiliate link or two for that product. Yep. Um, one way to find offers if you're having a hard time is um, a simple way is just contact some of the affiliate managers in the business. Sure. Um, because, you know, if I were to call up you, you could tell me the programs that you're pushing and that you're dealing with and, you know, vice versa, because we both know each other can deliver results. Right. And and even if you're offline, um, you know, I've, I'm making a couple of dollars. I, I still do a lot of affiliate marketing myself, moving more into the affiliate manager role mm-hmm. uh, for new programs. But I'll, I'll give you a real-world example. Um, back in the fall... I saw a, a newspaper magazine story about there were some coming changes in uh, passport requirement and visa requirements and stuff like that that was going to make it more difficult uh, for for people to get passports and visas. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and that in my mind uh, made me think that these express passport services uh, were probably going to be popping up more and were going to be more popular. Uh, on the web, and so I've uh, I've been working a, an affiliate as an affiliate uh, for one of the programs that that has an express passport and visa and birth certificate service. Um, not setting the world on fire with it, but at the same time, I didn't have to do much work, and I'm making a couple of bucks every month off of it. Yeah, and again, when you're talking about affiliate marketing and you find these offers, um, you know, another part is trying to evaluate these offers. Um, trying to figure out how much more work do you really have to do to get that money. Um, and when you do that work, how many sales is it going to get you, and how much are you going to get for the sales? Right. And, uh, and 
the best thing to do on the front end is is ask the merchant, ask the affiliate manager, do they have some conversion data? Do they um, do they have historical data that says if you send um, 100 visitors uh, to the merchant's website, are you going to convert 1% or are you going to convert 50%? Um, a lot of affiliate programs will not have that. Um, a number of the programs that, that we are managing um, are, are new affiliate programs, and so we don't have the historical data. Um, we're compiling it right now. Um, and, and also something to keep in mind is that when they do provide that data to you, if, if the affiliate manager says, oh, yeah, this program converts at, you know, 4% across the board, um, you've got to find out how it's going to convert for yourself. Uh, you, may, uh, you may test it out, and you may find a lower conversion rate, or you may find a higher conversion rate. Yep. But that's one, that's one starting point. Um, another good way to evaluate offers is if, if the offer sounds like it's a good deal, if you like the product, if it makes sense to you, um, especially using pay-per-click, it can be very quick and easy uh, to, to test out the offer. Um, you know, if, if you've got a new offer that you're looking at, a new merchant that you're looking at, uh, go ahead and send 100 clicks or, or however many clicks you can afford to the merchant. See if it converts for you. Yeah, I mean, if they say it's a 10% conversion rate, then just buy traffic and send over 100, just, you know, or two or 300 to make sure you have a good sample size. Right, right. And you should be seeing some sales. Um, you know, I've also have seen some uh, problems uh, with PPC. Um, so if you're going to be going down the PPC route for affiliate marketing, start small and then build up big. Because one time I started great, and I'm not going to mention the merchant because I'm really not happy with them, and I don't think they did the right thing. <laughs> that that <laughs> happens. That happens. And and you, you make a good point that sometimes when you're testing out a program, yeah. uh, you can have some initial success. Um, there was a, a program last year that I, I joined their affiliate program. Uh, I worked it for a small time spending you know, maybe $100 a month on, on pay-per-click, and I was getting a, a five-to-one return and a, and a six-to-one return. I was making, you know, four, five, six hundred $600 profit um, in a month. And so I invested some more time and some more money into it. The return on investment did not scale. Um, mm -hmm. And so the, the best thing for me to continue doing with that merchant uh, was, to, was to do a, a small pay-per-click spend um, and make, you know, a few hundred dollars as opposed to trying to spend $1,000 a month. Right. If I spent $1,000 a month, I was not going to make $5,000. The problem $5, I had was I made a good amount of sales. Right. Um, but they put all the sales on hold, and then a month later they said over 80% of the sales were returned. Ouch. So I was not too happy with that. I'll tell you right now, we're going to take a quick commercial break. Everyone stay tuned to the show, and we'll be right back with more Good Karma. Like the idea of gambling and winning with someone else's money? How about cashing in with the house? Sign up today with PartyPoker.com, the world's largest poker room and poker affiliate program. Cash in on one of the most lucrative and fastest growing industries. 
industries for webmasters. There's $10 million paid out to webmasters every month. The world is your oyster, and every hand is a winner. Wouldn't you like a slice of that pie? PartyPoker.com. Betting on the house makes you a winner every time. Contact Alex L. at PartyGaming.com for a great deal. PartyPoker.com. 3 a.m. traveling to a conference in Oklahoma City. Steve Talbot's Ford Escort radiator hose bursts near the town of Hooker. He types Hooker Escort Hookup into another local search engine's one-box search. He has a great time that he can't expense. TrueLocal.com. Two boxes. One click. Great results. PR Web is the pioneer in online press release visibility. Think beyond search. Online visibility is what really matters. PR Web's exclusive online visibility engine delivers your message to your customers and major media outlets. Get the credibility and attention you deserve. Think online visibility from PR Web. PR Web, the only major newswire service that drives quality, measurable traffic to your site. Webmaster Radio presents Good Karma. And now, here is your host, Good ROI, Greg Nyland. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. We're here with Ross Jones, and we're chatting about affiliate marketing how to find good offers, and if you're the affiliate program, how to recruit good people in your program. So we're just going to wrap up on how to find the good offers, how to monitor the good offers, and all that fun stuff. Um, Ross, so once we find the good offer, we either searched online, we went to an affiliate manager, and we said, hey, can you recommend a good program? Or we went to Commission Junction or Share a Sale, and we used their search engines. Um, we now have these offers, and we all say, okay, it looks good on paper, okay? Right. And then you start making good sales, and you're happy with it. And the, manage, uh, the affiliate manager is trustworthy. You're having a good relationship going. When do, would you say is a good time to renegotiate and get a better deal? Um, I think from an affiliate's perspective, it's as, it's as soon as you've proven something. Mm-hmm. Um, and and actually, I'd kind of back up before uh, you've you've shown results. If uh, uh, if you started working for a an affiliate program where you've got experience in that industry or something very related, there's no reason to not ask the affiliate manager on the front end. Hey, here's what I've been able to do for somebody else. Can you give me a better deal on the front end? Now, right. the the answer may be, I'd be happy to give you a better deal after you prove yourself here. Uh, but there's, you know, there's there's nothing wrong with asking that question on the front end. Oh yeah, yeah. And I know some guys that they will talk on the front end, but when they're doing big accounts, let's say, and right. these big accounts are just really inexperienced with affiliate marketing, they'll go in and they'll actually operate at a loss just to drive in so much traffic, mm-hmm. because once they're providing more than fifty percent of the sales. They can then go in, you know, two, three months later. They've been operating at a slight loss for two or three months, and then they say, hey, look, we're driving this many sales. Let's renegotiate the deal. Because, the, if, uh, you know, when you're running these affiliate programs, if you have a top affiliate and he's generating all your sales, you almost become dependent on his sales. That's, 
That's the truth. You're you're right. And uh, and from a merchant or from an affiliate manager's perspective, um, you you certainly do want the the super affiliates, the guys uh, guys and girls that can drive a tremendous amount of volume. Uh, but at the same time, uh, you're you're right. You would you'd rather have a number of those people as opposed to be uh, beholden to to just a single one of those. Yeah. So that's more a tip for <laughs> when you're running the affiliate programs. Be careful on that play, and if you are an affiliate marketer yourself, it's a really smart move to do. You know, a short-term loss and a long-term gain. Um, and also, the other, the last part I just want to talk about before we start moving on to the affiliate manager perspective, mm -hmm. um, the importance of getting information fast. Well, for, for an affiliate, um, you know, you've, you've got to have a good line of commu communication with the merchant, with the affiliate manager. Um, if you're not getting that good line of commu com communication, um, <laughs> that's, that's sometimes an indicator that the merchant doesn't take the affiliate program seriously. Um, mm -hmm. when, when I'm managing an affiliate program for a merchant, I, I'm an affiliate. I mean, I understand... Um, I understand how the affiliate mindset typically works. You know, I, I was a uh, I was a beginner affiliate a number of years ago, making you know a little money, looking for how can I make a little more money. You know, how can I move from a hundred dollars a month to two hundred dollars a month, which at the time was 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 a huge challenge for me. Right. Um, and and I had some uh, some other friends in the affiliate world that that kind of gave me a a couple of pointers, and I had some good affiliate managers that I was working for um, that, that also gave me a couple of pointers and pointed me in the direction to some, some good programs, uh, gave me a few tips along the way, and uh, for, for me, that made the difference between uh, doing affiliate marketing as a hobby and doing it full-time, which I started doing about two years ago. Yeah, and affiliate marketing can be done as a hobby after hours to supplement your main income or a lot of people can be do done full-time. Right. A, a, a lot of people um, follow the same path that I, that I did. Um, when I started out doing it, it was, uh, it was a little bit in the evenings, and then as I got a taste of that, uh, of that easy money, that crack that we were talking about, <laughs> um, I, I started doing it, you know, as soon as, the, as soon as I got the kids in bed, I was up till midnight or one or two or three, and then uh, getting two or three or four hours of sleep and then going into my day job and my day job probably suffered a little bit for, uh, because of that, but at the same time, affiliate <laughs> marketing was just so much more fun. Oh, yeah. You know, you spend a few hours, you check back a few weeks later. and <laughs> What did I sell today? Right. How much money did I make while I was uh, in a meeting? <laughs> you know, you're just refreshing the page like every freaking hour to see your reports. You're like, oh, man, come on, more sales, more sales. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing. Yeah, really, it can get very addicting just to refresh your stats. Right. And and so back to back to your question Greg, the the lines of communication between the merchant and affiliate manager with the affiliate, that's that's a key uh, that's that's of key importance to to both sides of the relationship. Mm -hmm. um, if if the merchant and affiliate manager want the affiliates to produce better, they've got to give them that communication when the affiliate asks for help. Um, when the affiliate needs help, it's usually uh, not just uh, some busy work for the merchant. It's usually because they really need something, especially the top-performing affiliates. A lot of them, their philosophy, uh, a lot of us, our philosophy is, uh, is going to be, you know, send me my check, don't bother me. If I've got a question, I'll ask you. 
and answer my question as quickly as, as you can. Yeah, I get worried whenever an affiliate uh, manager calls me up more than once. Like, I understand in the lifetime of the relationship, call me up to welcome me, that's nice. Absolutely. But if you call me up a week later and just start chatting with me, I'm like, man, you don't understand. <laughs> I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> right, right. I want to send traffic to you, and I want you to send me my weekly or my monthly payouts, whatever the deal is, you know? And, and part of the job of a good affiliate manager is is understanding which affiliates fall in that category. Because, um, Greg, the, the situation that you described, there, there are a lot of top-performing affiliates that just want to be left alone. They want to send the traffic. They want to get their check and be left alone. Yeah. Um, at the same time, there are people uh, that, that work as, as top-performing of affiliates who do like that personal, personal relationship. But it's the job of the affiliate manager to understand how do you treat each one of the individual affiliates. Mm-hmm. Everybody's treated fairly, but if uh, uh, but if Greg wants to be left alone, I'm going to leave him alone until I until I'm going to send him an email about Greg. I came up with a way you can make more money. <laughs> That's the email you want to get, isn't it? No, I, honestly, <laughs> I don't. Um, you can let me know if you're you know because you're a manager for multiple lines. So if you were to shoot me uh, an email or an instant message and just say, hey, Greg, look, I got this new line. It might be uh, interesting for you because I know you got some sites of this nature, okay? Then I might be interested and I might appreciate it. But if someone comes up with, like, a new way to promote their same products, I don't really care. Well, and, and there's and again, it's, it's you got to find the right happy practice. medium. Yeah, uh, for for you, Greg. You know, especially if 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 you and I had just met each other, I was an affiliate manager. You had joined my program. Uh, you would get that welcome. Uh, you would get that welcome contact, and I'd try to figure out um, whether whether I need to be calling you or emailing you on a very regular basis, or if I just need to make sure that I'm available when you need me. Um, and and for you. You know, if if I come up with something that I think is worthwhile to you, I need to send it out to you, but I, I'll send it out sparingly. I'm yeah. not, not going to be sending you, oh, somebody, here's a here's a great tip on how to be an affiliate. <laughs> I'm not going to send you out a tip uh, like that once a week. And, I mean, that that type of service is a good one for affiliate managers to have, but to only use it for the small mom and pops that are doing this at the nighttime because those are the people that do need that help and do need that encouragement. That's That's correct. Yeah. We're on the same page. Exactly. So we're going to uh, start changing modes here. If anyone has any questions about affiliate marketing from the uh, marketer side point of view, feel free to log into the chat room and send us over a private message. We'll throw Ross into the hot seat, and we'll answer the questions at the end of it. Also, for anyone who's sending in a question, I believe Ross is hitting up his uh, affiliate bag of tricks and uh, he's got some freebies to be throwing out to people. Yeah, we've we've got two new clients that uh, that uh, we're going to get some swag from. Uh, the first is a is a small company, but they make iPod cases, iPod protective cases. They're CoreCases.com. Um, the program is not live yet. Uh, we've been setting up the tracking pixels today. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, that's going to be up and live here within literally just a just a couple of days. Um, and uh, and we've got some free iPod protective cases to give away. Uh, from them. Uh, it's funny also you mentioned the, that, by the, the way, because iPod cases is on my radar because I was looking at it from an AdSense point of view. There you go. 
Yeah, so if people are in that uh, neighborhood, check out iPod Cases because now you can get AdSense money and affiliate money. And affiliate money, that's right. Um, one of the reasons we took on core cases um, as a client um, was that we'd, uh, we'd not seen any of the iPod-specific merchants out there that had an affiliate program. There are some places on the web uh, that you can buy iPod accessories, iPod cases that happen to have a, an affiliate program like like Walmart or Target mm-hmm. or you know some of the big major retailers like that. But there were no iPod specific merchants out there that had an affiliate program. So that's where we found a, kind of a little niche for affiliates to be marketing that in. Almost like a core niche. There you go. <laughs> um, and your second affiliate, do you want to mention because? I'm going to join just so I can buy all my family products there. <laughs> That'd be a great thing to do. But wait, there's more. Um, <laughs> if, if you guys, if you guys know that tagline, um, you know that that, that is Ronco. Um, Ronco, or the that's the people that invented uh, the infomercial a number of years ago. The guy, Pocket that, uh, Fisherman. Yeah, Pocket Fisherman, Dialomatic, Sliceomatic. Set um, it and forget it, rotisserie chicken. You you got it. Um, and actually, actually, their Showtime rotisserie. Um, it's a $150-$200 product. That is the best-selling chicken rotisserie um, in the nation right now, and we are—we've uh, just signed a deal to uh, to start up an affiliate program for them too. Um, and we've we've got to go ahead to give away a, uh, a Showtime rotisserie from Ronco um, during this show. Nice. The whole rotisserie. So, people, you can set it and forget it set while it you're listening it. to the Good Karma Radio Show. <laughs> but wait, there's more, <laughs> including this order. <laughs> a free set of four Ginsu knives. Oh, man, those were the ultimate knives, too. They, they, uh, they, they also have knives on their website. Hop over to ronco.com sometime and uh, check out all the different products they got. Uh, we'll be setting up both a commission junction program for them and in-house tracking uh, so that if you prefer a network or a non-network solution as an affiliate, um, you can you can have your choice. Okay. Well, we're going to head into a, another commercial break, and we're going to come back at, with Ross Jones from NicheWorks to talk about affiliate management. affiliate program to partner with all we're trying to do is make the most money in the least amount of time the answer is simple joebucks.com the world's leading herbal affiliate program joebucks.com is the direct manufacturer so there's no middleman this will allow you to make up to 50 percent the highest payouts on the net and also get paid twice a month sign up today and watch your income grow a rose by any other name would still be the same. Move over, Shakespeare. You need to differentiate yourself from your competition. Do it by aligning yourself with a company who has earned the trust of Jupiter Media, the NHL, and Lionsgate Films, among others. Moniker.com is the most secure ICANN-accredited register on the planet, offering you domain registration, hosting, domain sales, and acquisition services. Wrap that up with 24-7 support. That's your winning combination. M-O-N-I-K-E-R. Dot 
Com. More than a name. For the last decade, millions of visitors seeking top ranking have visited their site. When it comes to the internet marketing expertise, one name clearly stands above the rest. Bruce Clay Incorporated. With a flexible, time-tested, and spam-free process to SEO and PPC, Bruce Clay has become the number one choice for companies of all kinds seeking to improve their search engine ranking, utilize their latest tools, training, consulting, and services. Let Bruce Clay create a tailored solution to meet your internet marketing needs today. Bruce Clay Incorporated. Your radio target is locked, and you have reached striking. What I'm after is pictures of our favorite monkey. <laughs> We've set up a new blog called monkeypics.co.uk, and if you find the monkey in any kind of weird positions, like drunk on a floor somewhere, email them over to me. We're going to go for a big New York thing, um, an SES, where we try to find pictures of the monkey that you want to see. So if you want to see the monkey naked... <laughs> Um, we'll have to break into his room or something. If you want to see monkey dancing at ground zero, <laughs> then we'll get him drunk and drag him there. But monkeypicks.co.uk. Yeah, maybe maybe you can have some of the good people in, in, in our webmaster radio forum post some pictures there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Strike Point, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern, only on Webmaster Radio. Webmaster Radio presents Good Karma. And now, here is your host, Good ROI, Greg Nyland. Already, a lot of good questions are being sent over to me in the chat room. If you got any good questions, you know, don't worry about how silly it sounds because we know you're not asking. You're asking for your friend, okay? <laughs> um, so there's no silly questions to ask, and that's what this show is about. It's about answering the questions that people want to know and need to know to make more money but are afraid of asking in a public format. So come on, ask all the questions for your quote-unquote friend, and we'll give you all the answers at the end of the show. Um, Ross, how are we doing? So far, we are super fantastic, Greg. Yeah, pretty much, now that you got the Ronco deal. Yeah, I, I got my plug in, so I'm done. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, so now let's chat about managing the affiliate programs. Um, if you got a great service or, you know, it's a good profit margin on it and you're trying to figure out how the heck do I sell more of this stuff, one good way is to open up your marketing channels and say, look, I have such a good profit margin, I'll allow people to refer me the sales and I'll give them commissions. So how do people go about doing that? Well, right, because in effect, um, you know, when, when we're explaining the concept to, to a merchant, um, the, the way we put it forth is that basically you're, uh, you're recruiting an independent sales force that works on straight commission. Yep. Um, and, and getting back to the, uh, the originator of the, uh, of the big affiliate uh, marketing program, Amazon.com, um, Amazon not only gets those additional sales and referrals from their huge affiliate program, uh, but they also get a ton of free branding. Um, with with affiliate marketing, it's not the eighty twenty rule. It's not the eighty twenty rule. Mm -hmm. um, it's more like the ninety ten rule, or in some cases the ninety five five rule. That, uh, <laughs> you know, only only a small percentage of the affiliates that sign up for a program are going to actually be uh, driving traffic and generating sales and orders. So 
if if Amazon has a million affiliates for their affiliate program, um, you know they they're getting the free branding of most of those. For you know most of those affiliates have actually put up an Amazon banner on your. I mean, you you can't surf around the web these days without. Uh, getting to getting to websites that uh, that have Amazon banners on them, yeah. or, or AdSense these days. And Amazon sort of is the king of affiliate programs, just because they sell just about everything there. You know, so I mean, I, lots of times people come to me and they say, "Look, I have lots of traffic for this product, but no one has an affiliate program for it." I'll say, "Did you check out Amazon?" Because lots of times they are the only program that will, you know, take those orders. Sure, and and while Amazon may not have, um, Am- Amazon has some good uh, advantages for an affiliate, and Amazon certainly has some disadvantages for an affiliate. I don't like them. They pay too little. They they definitely pay very low. At the same time, uh, their conversion rate is usually pretty good because they've got such an established brand. Yeah, and they actually know how to manage their website. You know, Ab- like absolutely, the- absolutely. They uh, they wrote the book on conversion improvement for their website, and so that's something that we do. Uh, that's something we do when when we're starting out with a new merchant. We'll take a look at their website um, mm-hmm. and and say, hey, you gotta you gotta remove that, um, or you gotta fix that, or or you know, here's a couple of little tweaks. Um, you know, one of our newer uh, one of our newer merchant programs that uh, that we're managing. Um, we found a couple of misspellings um, in their order process in their shopping cart, and those are, you know, minor details, but they need to be fixed. Um, and on the other hand, uh, one of the new merchants that we that we set up with, um, their their website was um, it was all flash. Um, they had some problems with it that they didn't see because they uh, uh, they just got those blinders on from looking at their website a number of times, and uh, they've done a complete redesign, or they're in the middle of a complete redesign of their website before we actually kick off the affiliate program. Yeah, and I mean, lots of times, these merchants with these affiliate programs, they know how to make their products the best or their service the best. They don't know about internet marketing. Right. And so, you know, that's actually one of the rare times where me, as an affiliate marketer, will contact the merchant. Because if I'm sending them traffic, and if I notice they have a problem with their order form, or there's some weird image, or something's missing, or you know there's bad usability, I'll tell the merchant. And lots of times they'll be so happy that I found the usability issue, sales will double. In gratitude, they'll increase my commission. Sure. But sure. I don't even care if they increase my commission. I'd love for them to do it. Right. You just want a better conversion rate so that more money gets put in your pocket because of that. Yeah. If I'm sending them 100 people and because of this usability issue, only five people get to the checkout, I want them to fix it so now I can get 20 people to the checkout. You know? Um, so talking about, you know, managing this, if you're going, if you're a merchant and you're curious about affiliate marketing, this could be a great opportunity. But with any great opportunity, there are some risks. So one way to manage the risk is you can either you can buy into a program, right? Commission Junction or Share Sale or a few others. Sure, a, a, an affiliate network, yes. Yes. And you want to talk a bit about the pull back the curtain and talk about what's behind the screen for Commission Junction? Sure. Um, most people that have at least dabbled in, in affiliate marketing um, know Commission Junction. They are, um, they are the largest entity of their type. Uh, they're kind of the 800-pound gorilla as far as uh, affiliate, 
affiliate networks go. There's uh, there's one or two others that are uh, on the same scale, but but everybody knows CJ. Um, Commission Junction is basically a portal that uh, brings merchants with affiliate programs and affiliate marketers together. Um, they act as a middleman. Uh, they take a uh, they take a transaction. They they take a cut of the transaction uh, whenever there's a sale. That's the way that they get paid. Paid. There's also um, setup fees involved with Commission Junction. Um, some uh, so a, a very nice bonus of going with affiliate uh, with an affiliate program through Commission Junction is that a merchant can get their affiliate program out in front of a lot of affiliates in a very short period of time. Um, the last affiliate program that we set up at Commission Junction, um, we had probably over a thousand affiliates sign up in the first month. And so you get your name out in a, in a very rapid manner at, at Commission Junction. Um, the, there are some significant costs yes. uh, for, for a merchant to get into Commission Junction. Um, Commission Junction actually has two different programs that you can get into. Uh, most people know about, uh, uh, most people when they're starting out an affiliate program would get into what they call their CJ Access program, um, and that's the less expensive of the two. It's kind of a self-service model. There is help available, uh, but there's not a dedicated account rep. Um, to get started as a merchant uh, through in Commission Junction through that, you're looking at probably in the neighborhood of eight to ten thousand dollars to get set up. Um, it, it breaks down into there's a uh, uh, there's a twenty two fifty setup fee that Commission Junction charges. Uh, they require three thousand dollars to be put into an escrow account uh, that will be used to pay affiliates uh, and to pay Commission Junction their their fee. Um, and then also. Uh, with Commission Junction, when you sign up, you are committing to a minimum of a 12-month contract, um, and you are also committing to a minimum of $500 a month of transaction fees to Commission Junction. And I know it might not be encouraged, it might not even be allowed, but I know what a few people do is they also run an independent program on their own site. That's right. And uh, um, the reason why why I like that as an affiliate um, is because I know that Commission Junction, if if an affiliate uh, if an affiliate program is in Commission Junction, they are paying Commission Junction a thirty percent middleman fee. Yeah. Um, and the way that breaks down, it's thirty percent of the commission payout. So uh, so let's say that uh, you sell um, a Ronco Pocket Fisherman. Um, use a round number. If your payout is $10 on a Ronco product at Commission Junction, Ronco is having to pay Commission Junction $3. Mm-hmm. So it's actually costing the merchant $13 to pay the affiliate 10 Does that make right. sense? But the thing that I'm uh, talking about is the guys that have a CJ account and an independent account. Right. Because as you made a good point about, CJ is a great way to start up an affiliate program and to get it in front of the affiliate marketers. Yes. Because they're going to quickly find out about your program, and it's just going to be in the network. All the information is going to be there. So once you start seeing, hey, someone signed up for CJ, see if they send in any sales. If they send in any sales, tell them, swap out the CJ code with your independent code that you're running on the merchant's website. So that way it cuts out the CJ uh, action. Well, there's, there's one problem with that. 
Okay. And that's the commission junction kind of frowns upon that. Yeah, they don't like that. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> why. reason they don't like that. And so, so what, what we have done is that, uh, for instance, Ronco, we will have both a commission junction program and an in-house tracking option. Mm-hmm. Um, and the affiliates that we recruit through commission junction, we will not actively be trying to move them from commission junction to our in-house program. However, uh, most of the top producers, uh, somebody like you, Greg, yep. you would know that if you see me and if you see my program at Commission Junction, um, you're either going to know to ask the question of the merchant, <laughs> "Do you guys have an in-house program? How can I make more money with you guys?" You know, uh, you, I, Greg, I can see you saying, "Ross, I know you're paying uh, Commission Junction thirty percent. How about I'll come over and sell a lot of Ronco stuff for you, and uh, and we'll split that thirty percent." Yeah. And, uh, and, and a lot of times I'll say, sounds like a great idea. Anyone that's been around in the affiliate business long enough, they know this, uh, how it works. They know Commission Junction has fees associated with it. So Commission Junction, it's good for people that are trying to advertise, but um, I don't know why more people wouldn't want to try to migrate, just because from a money perspective, it's very... Um, the thirty uh, percent transaction fee that that Commission Junction charges—I mean, it's it's pretty steep. I mean, they they certainly offer a lot of value, yep. um, but in different cases, um, it's the value that they provide for that thirty percent is definitely worth it, and in in some cases, the value they provide for that thirty percent is probably not worth it. Um, and so, uh, and, and and also taking the affiliates' perspective. Um, a lot of affiliates have a preference for either a network affiliate program, a network-managed affiliate program, or for a non-network-managed affiliate program. Uh, from, from an affiliate's perspective, some affiliates want to have that consolidated payment that they get from Commission Junction or, or LinkShare or ShareSale or somebody like that. Mm-hmm. Um, from an affiliate's perspective, um, some affiliates like to... Uh, like to go with a uh, with a network program because there is a perception that the merchant must be more financially stable to have gotten into the network. And to some degree, that's yeah, very true about that. To some degree, that's correct because um, you know a, a, a startup merchant that's got kind of flimsy financial backing, they can go out and spend you know fifty or a hundred bucks, and they can flip the switch and turn on an affiliate program. Um, and and if uh, if things don't work out. Uh, the affiliate marketer can end up uh, holding the bag if things don't work out. Yeah. I had a situation like that, but <laughs> I think uh, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I know you had a situation, so. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually said that straight up, you know, um, when I was talking with the affiliate manager. I, I crunched the numbers, and I was familiar with the industry, and I said, I don't understand how you can offer me this much money because your profit margin isn't nearly that big. Right. And, and one of the things that, uh, that I try to do as an affiliate manager is, is to understand, is there going to be a good deal for the affiliates? When, whenever we're talking, with, uh, when we're talking with a new merchant now, mm-hmm. one of the first things that I'm looking at is, is this going to be a program where an affiliate can make money? Yeah. Um, if, if the affiliate's not going to be able to make money, or if it's hard to make money, that's not a, that's not a merchant that we want to represent. I'm I'm looking I'm looking to pre-screen affiliate programs for affiliates. Right, because I mean, if you're selling things like uh, pencils, 
and you sell them individually, and the affiliate is going to be making a penny for each pencil they sell. Right. Unless they have some way to get some bulk orders in, it's not going to be a good program. Right. And, and you know, an, another example would be if, uh, um, if, uh, if a web hosting provider came to us mm-hmm. and said, you know, hey, we can pay affiliates $10 per sign-up. You know, you know, I'm 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 familiar with the industry enough to say, hey guys, there are web hosts that are paying a hundred dollars and more for for a web hosting sign up, and so there's there's no way that we would be able to uh, uh, to promote you guys properly and get you any additional sales. You know, if you're only willing to commit ten dollars to a web hosting sale when the competition um, is giving sixty, seventy, eighty, a hundred plus dollars for for a sign up, that's that's not going to work. Right, and that also works because you need to know your numbers. If you know your numbers, what's your conversion rate, what's your retention rate, and what's the average order size, right. then you can figure out how much is this new customer worth to me for one year, two years, three years. And that also brings up when you're looking at programs and when you're coming up with programs for affiliate marketers, think about are you going to be offering them money on the first go-around? Is it, here's money, go away, we own the customer? Or here's money, and we'll give you a cut every time they renew. Right, and you know that's that's one of the things that we we try to weigh uh, weigh the options to the merchant when we're talking to them. The the merchant needs to understand there's there's pluses and minuses of doing it either way. Mm-hmm. If uh, um, if we can if we can guarantee that um, a customer is going to have essentially a lifetime cookie set for an affiliate. That's that's something that we can that can help us make this show the affiliates this is a more attractive uh, program for them. Uh, on the other hand, if the merchant's not interested in that, I'm going to tell the merchant uh, I'm going to tell the merchant that we need to have a higher upfront payout if we're only going to pay for one sale. And so e- either way, you know, I want to give the merchant the understanding of what's the affiliate going to see when they look at this. Right. But from a merchant perspective, if you've never done an affiliate marketing program. You should definitely contact an affiliate manager who's experienced in it and start talking about this because it's not very hard to do as long as you are experienced, and it's a great way to increase sales. It, an affiliate program is probably the, the best thing that I know of right now um, to, uh, to, to grow your sales and grow your exposure for, for a merchant that's online these days. Yeah, because you only pay when you make a sale. It's right. not like advertising or anything like that, okay? You're not throwing money away. You only give money, and, you know, you're giving X percentage of your sale. So you're coming away, and you're making profit from day one, you know? We're going to take our last and final commercial break to listen to our fabulous sponsors. When we come back, we're going to be chatting with Ross Jones from NicheWorks and talking about the darker side, like skimming and PPC issues.
they got pretty good food here, huh? Uh -huh. Listen, I just got a new check from a program I joined. Oh, yeah? What effective CPM are they paying you? Pencil salt. Not sure. They just send me a check, not a detailed breakout. Are you joking? No. There's lots of ways to make money, but you need to be the master of your own destiny. With ValueClick Media, I instantly adopted a national sales force that delivers recognizable ads with high CPM payouts. Mm. Plus, their new interface lets me control the ads I want to run and mm. tells me how much I earn from each advertisement. Wow. Doesn't that sound better? Pass the pepper. Wow. Thanks for the tip. I'm going to give ValueClick Media a try. Join the ad network publishers trust most. Apply today at ValueClickMedia.com. What happens when super affiliates hit the glass ceiling? They develop RevenueGateway.com. The ad network developed by super affiliates for the affiliate marketplace. Tap into the most powerful and intuitive system designed for ROI. Exclusive tier one advertisers, highest industry payouts, bonus rewards, and rock sun on time payments. Looking to be creative or need mentoring? There is always someone there for you live 24-7. RevenueGateway.com. The secret to your success. RevenueGateway.com. Click Tracks, all new version 6. Prepare to segment your visitors and build custom reports on the fly with the most comprehensive and intuitive web analytics programs on the planet. Dan Noyes, president of Zafolia.com, writes, Click Tracks is like a religion to us. We rarely consult our clients on site or campaign changes without first seeing what Click Tracks reveals. Sign up for your free trial today. Your only risk, you may end up in our next commercial. ClickTracks.com, turning your future into a fortune. Contrary to what your mother told you, you cannot be all things to all people. You can, however, focus on your primary business and ensure your success by outsourcing technical projects to a company who is forward-thinking, solutions-oriented, and works as a complete extension of your organization. No need to do it over and over again. SRK Consulting can develop integrated automation programs, programming in most major languages and operating systems. SRKConsulting.com, making sure your mother is all Always proud. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another excellent show. We're here with Ross Jones of Niche Works talking about affiliate marketing. And we've spent a bit of time just talking about the basics about, you know, how people can make money by joining an affiliate marketing program how companies can make money by selling products using affiliate marketing. And now we're just going to be talking about some of the issues that you're going to come up with. Um, they're a bit on the darker side because no one likes to talk about it because it's not fun. Um, first issue we're going to touch about is skimming. Basically, skimming means I send them 100 guys and five of them order stuff but the program only gives credit for four of them. They skim a small percentage of the sale. Um, you can do this programmatically, so that way every tenth customer or whatever, you know, or you can, there's different ways you can do it. You can also manually and all that fun stuff. But most skimming, once you find it, you pretty much burn that affiliate manager forever. So Ross, you want to touch uh, skimming? Um, I think you said it all in that if you ever catch an affiliate manager or a merchant skimming, um, you've you've got a as an as an affiliate manager, uh, you have ruined your reputation. Yeah, uh, because they're I mean that is that is stealing from the affiliates. And my perspective is that I work for the affiliates. I don't work for the merchant. Um, mm -hmm. As an affiliate manager, you know I'm I'm doing whatever I can to take care of my affiliates. Most of our uh, compensation packages with the merchants. 
I only get paid when affiliates make sales. And so I'm, I'm doing everything I can to make sure that the affiliates get their share um, and, and as, much, uh, as much as possible. Yeah. Um, it's not very common. It's very isolated cases when it does happen. And when it does happen, as soon as it's found out, it's generally stopped. <laughs> right. And, and I think there's more talk about it than there, there really is. Um, you know, there's, there's no real way to, to measure and really know for certain what's going on out there. Um, but uh, Well, it happens once and you tell 100 people the story. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but it is something to look out for. And if you're in, forget about affiliate marketing, we're talking general issue of internet marketing. Reputation is very big because it's one of the few things you have, okay? There's a lot of anonymous stuff going on here. So people, when they're dealing with you, want to make sure your reputation is 110%. You know, so um, that's why, personally, I don't think skimming is a huge issue. Um, I have come across some weird issues and me as an affiliate marketer I actually bought a few products with different credit cards to test things out and then I returned them later but um, I've never caught anyone myself right and, and running a test order through occasionally like that is uh, it's is a good idea um, if if you know some other affiliates that that are in the same program you know you don't each each have to do one you guys can kind of work together and say hey why don't you send a test order through and uh, and, and let me know what you find out. Um, uh, and, and as long as that test order tracks properly, you ought to give the uh, merchant uh, proper credit for it. Yep. Give them props. All right, moving on to the next fun issue about affiliate marketing. We're going to be talking about, what are we talking about here? Ross, you want to throw one out here? What are we well, talking? one of the things that uh, that I wanted to point out for, for you people that uh, are looking to set up an affiliate program or you are currently managing an affiliate program um, is how to attract and retain good affiliates. Um, my background may be a little different than yours in that I've been doing affiliate marketing for five years, and so I know a lot of the people like Greg uh, who are uh, – who are successful affiliate marketers, and and I can draw on those personal relationships that I've got. Um, you know, like like we said earlier, you know, hey Greg, I got a new product that you might want to take a look at. I'm not going to bug him to death, but at the same time, um, I know the different products that I think Greg might be able to uh, to make some profit on. And so uh, usually, um, even though he may have a bunch of different offers coming at him like that, um, he'll take a few seconds and take a look at what what I recommend to him because because of my reputation, because of my track record in the past. Yeah, I've done programs with you before in the past. I know you've made money. Um, you know, I can make money with you. I don't have to worry about skimming. I know that paycheck is going to be there. And I know if there's any issues with any orders or anything like that, I'm going to get a good answer with, you know, information instead of just saying, no, all these sales are denied for some weird reason. <laughs> okay, yeah, we don't want those sales denied. We want everything to go through. Exactly. Because <laughs> we know, both so. make more money. Yeah. Um, an, another way that uh, that you can find the good affiliates out there is to ask for recommend ask for recommendations from your existing affiliates or or other people that you know who do affiliate marketing. Um, you can ask for those recommendations um, just as a favor. Uh, you can set up a two tier program where uh, if affiliate A refers affiliate B, then affiliate A gets a little uh, extra. Uh, extra compensation every time affiliate B sells something. Which I love. Yeah, those are, those are, those are really nice out there. Um, 
Another thing that we're actually doing with uh, uh, one of our clients is we're getting them to put uh, some material in the products that they're shipping out that talks about, hey, we've got an affiliate program. Um, if you like the product that you've received and you want to make a little extra money, uh, take a look at our affiliate program. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we're, we're just going to be pushing that out here pretty soon, so I can't tell you if it's a wonderful idea. It seems like a wonderful idea right now, and, and, uh, and hopefully we'll try it and we'll get some good results from it. And another key factor is the licensing agreement and NDAs. Yes. Um, these are the long two, three page of legal type of talking saying, you know, 15 days after sale, X amount clears, the buyer, you know, shall be known as whatever, and, you know, you can't say any confidential information. They're really boring. I know too many people that just click on them and go on. But really, you need to read these because without, you know, reading the licensing agreement, you don't know what you're, what you can go to court for. Right, and that's that's one of the things that when we're setting up an affiliate program for a merchant, we uh, we absolutely uh, we may start with a template, uh, but we'll we'll go through that uh, that legalese with every single one of our merchants and make sure that that it fits their situation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one common. Uh, thing that uh, that affiliates um, might not be able to do is to uh, is to do marketing based upon the brand. Uh, some brands out there uh, are very protective of their trademark, uh, of their company name, of their product names, and stuff like that. And they'll tell affiliates you cannot do pay-per-click bidding, for instance, uh, on on our trademarks. And here's the list of those trademarks. And you can't do pay-per-click bidding on uh, variations and misspellings of our trademarks. Um, that is becoming more and more common. Uh, I would say that probably of the major brands that are out there, probably 60%, 70% of the major brands with an affiliate program do not allow pay-per-click bidding uh, on their trademarks. Yeah, and I think that's for most occasions, that is a fair thing to do because when you're talking about most traditional uh, companies, they're so well-established, they're automatically going to be ranking, they're automatically going to be buying that, So why should they ever compete with PPC? And also, from an affiliate marketer point of view, I don't want to go into a bidding war against my company that I'm an affiliate for, because I'm only getting a cut of the profit margin, whereas the manufacturer gets the full cut of the profit margin. So they're always going to be able to outbid me. And so, you know, from from an affiliate manager's standpoint, you've got to understand are there advantages of letting the, the affiliates do something like that or the advantages of, of disallowing it are, are the advantages of disallowing it greater? Um, and we'll always try to, to line out here's the pluses and minuses when we're talking with a merchant. Um, I'm, I'm, always, I'm always affiliate focused. I'm trying to do everything we can uh, to, to make the best deal for the affiliates, but uh, at the same time we, we let the merchant understand uh, the advantages and disadvantages. Yeah, because lots of times, even though you as the manufacturer and the merchant um, have a bigger profit margin, these affiliate guys, they know PPC, and that's what they do 24-7, so they'll know how to tweak the ad copy, how to do the negative keywords and all that stuff to get the best bang for the buck. So again, it always comes down to what's the individual circumstances. Um, The last thing just want to talk about is well, we talked about how to find good affiliates. Did we touch on uh, on on retaining those, Greg? 
because uh, recruiting new affiliates is is certainly the lifeblood of a, a good affiliate program. But once you've got them in there, um, like we talked about earlier, it's it's the ninety five five rule in affiliate marketing. Mm-hmm. If you've got a thousand affiliates signed up for your program, you've probably only got fifty to a hundred of them that are actually doing anything for the merchant. Um, and so, um, knowing when to stay in contact with the affiliates, we've already touched on. Uh, some affiliates prefer more or less contact. Knowing how to motivate the affiliates um, and understanding, as an affiliate manager, I work for the affiliates. They're not my they're not my employees. You know, if if uh, if I send Greg an email and he doesn't respond back to me in a day or two, I'm not getting bad. I'm not thinking. Uh, uh, I'm not getting mad. I'm not thinking about kicking him out of the program just because he didn't reply to my email. Yeah, why waste time? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So. Um, once you've got those affiliates in there, uh, you want to make sure that uh, you you always follow up with them when they ask for something. If Greg asks me for something, I know that I need to bend over backwards to get him the right answer as quickly as possible. Yep. And uh, uh, especially if uh, uh, if we get into a situation about money, uh, the payouts or or the orders that are going through. If he's got a question about that, I want to make sure that he, he gets the right answer as quickly as possible. Um, if, uh, if an affiliate says, hey, I didn't get my check, that's probably the most important thing that I can get, uh, that I can drop everything and do for you as an affiliate. And that is also the fastest way I can figure out whether an affiliate manager is a good one or a bad one. Because if I ever have a question about money, whatever it pertains to, if the keyword money comes up in the conversation and if that affiliate manager gets back to me in a few minutes with the right answer, I know, you know, their priority is where my priority is. <laughs> it's about making money and getting the best bang for the buck. That's, that's why we're all here. We're all here to make more money together. Yeah. And if they don't take the money aspect of this seriously and I just get a form letter two or three days later saying, you know, your uh, your question about this, you know, who cares? Um, then I know I'm with a bad affiliate manager, and I move on. Right. I'll I'll tell you a short story about um, about a bad affiliate manager that uh, uh, for a program that I I was working in the past um, is a it was one of the first affiliate programs I'd signed up for. I'd signed up for two affiliate IDs, and uh, and when I signed up, they had a two tier program. Not particularly intentionally, I ended up with the uh, with the two tier. It was like a an additional half percent payout. You know, not a big deal. But I'm shocked. Sure. I've never heard anyone do that before. But but sure, I'll, <laughs> I'll take the extra half percent. But it's honestly not that big a deal. Right. And right. Uh, and actually, not long after I'd signed up, I had a conversation with the current affiliate manager. You know, hey, you know, yeah, I know you've seen that. You know. Mm-hmm. If you want to take it away, that's fine. It's not a big deal. And she said, no, 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 you can keep that extra half percent. You're, uh, you're sending us some nice sales and traffic. Mm-hmm. Well, about two years later, they got a new affiliate manager. The first contact from that new affiliate manager was, I'm the new affiliate manager. You're taking advantage of the program. We're removing that half percent. Oh, yeah, not a smart not idea. Not a good idea. Not a good idea, and I basically cut off all the sales that I was sending to them. Yep. When when we ended up having a having a discussion because the new affiliate manager's boss got involved because he saw that my sales had dropped off, 
Um, and we ended up having the discussion. I was just like, you guys made such a horrible first impression. You know, that half percent additional commission rate, it didn't make that much difference to the bottom line. You know, it's, it's just a few dollars a month. But the impression that you gave, you don't care about me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's something that they're, that, that merchant um, is, is still trying to overcome with me. And they've got an uphill battle. Yep. Well, thanks so much, Ross. We're going to be putting you on the hot seat now for everyone in the chat room. Send over, last chance to send over your questions. And people that are asking the questions have a chance to win the fabulous Ronco Rotisserie Set It and Forget It. <laughs> so come on, get in your last uh, chance for all those questions. Um, and for people that are listening, if you're interested in sponsoring the weekly giveaway... Go on, head over to goodroi.com slash goodkarma, fill out that form, and also if you're a listener and want us to get a special guest star that you want to chat about, head over to goodroi.com slash goodkarma, and tell us what you want to hear on this show, because this show is all about our listeners. Ross, we got last questions in here. Are you doing the Macarena over there, Greg? No, this is... um. The, uh, the match game, I think. Oh, the match game music. Okay. My yeah. bad. Yeah. All righty. See, it's the match game. Okay, Man, thanks. Can we call it? Okay, ready? Okay. We're just trying to make you a little nervous so that way when we throw out the questions, you won't have time to come up with a fake answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there a way to just sign up for your network, niche networks, or do we have to sign up for each program separately? Sure, we've uh, we've got a handful of uh, programs that we manage, and if you sign up for the network, you will be approved uh, to all of the different programs that we have. Okay, and then we got: Do you use Miva or Canoodle? Um, is Miva Canoodle good traffic? Can you use Miva Canoodle in other countries outside the U.S., i.e., Canada? I've n- I uh, I think. I probably tried Canoodle a couple or three years ago and was very disappointed with the quality of the traffic. Um, I can't say that I've I've used it recently, but uh, um, a few years ago when I was uh, running some pay-per-click through it, uh, the, the, the quality of the traffic was very poor and I stopped using it. Yeah. Um, I had similar experiences. Uh, uh, from, from, a pay, from a pay-per-click perspective, um, it's, it's AdWords, Overture, and and uh, the uh, the new MSN Ad Center beta seems to have some nice potential to it as well. Oh, I would not have mentioned MSN. Ah, never mind. <laughs> no, no, have you tried that out personally? Yeah, I've uh, I've been uh, in their beta program for a number of months. Yeah, I've. I've well, that's another their, show. <laughs> their um, their interface is horrible. It is extremely cumbersome uh, to to navigate around their pay per click interface. Um, and they also have some uh, uh, some extremely cumbersome uh, processes for uh, you know uh, I, I think that uh, I think that Todd Oilman from SEO Rockstars was uh, putting on his blog about it that you know he bid on uh, uh, dog beds Tulsa you know or dog widgets or whatever it was you know dog widgets Tulsa dog widgets Oklahoma City dog widgets Kansas City. One of them got rejected, and the other two were uh, were approved. And, and you know, just no no sense to what was getting approved or or denied, declined in the uh, in the words that you were trying to get in there. 
and yeah. the uh, the appeals process uh, for um, for you know hey you, you you screwed up and you didn't let this uh, keyword come through um, is is again very cumbersome. But I will say, if your affiliate program states you cannot use AdWords, then and it does not state anything about <laughs> MSN, MSN's not a bad choice then. Are you looking for loopholes, Greg? I'm just saying for people out there listening. Are you just looking to make money? Read the legal documents and follow them according to the letter of the law. That's that's the truth. We're everybody's looking to make money together. And speaking of that, how many products does a person have to sell to make big money? I.e. twenty K per month. One or more. Yeah. One or more. Um we uh we were out at uh, at Sean Collins's affiliate summit in Las Vegas um, earlier this month, and uh, while there were some uh, traditional, there were there were plenty of, of of what I would call the traditional affiliates that do newsletters or uh, or websites, and they work a number of different programs, and sometimes they're in commission junction, and sometimes they're working other uh, different affiliate programs out there. There was this one guy that came by, and he he had no clue what commission junction was. And I was like, "What do you do?" And he's like, "I've got a little poker site," <laughs> and 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 he he makes thirty grand a month, and he's wow. got one website that really is a little one. He's he's got one website. He promotes one poker merchant. He's never even looked around um, for other merchants. He doesn't know what affiliate networks are. Um, so so the answer to the question is, you can make you can make fantastic money selling one product um, that would probably be called the exception to the rule, Greg? Yeah, I would say uh, pills, porn, and casino, um, if you're going into those industries and you are a top-level person, you can easily make big money. And by big money, I'm talking way more than 20000 a month. You can be pulling in six figures a month if you do that stuff. Um, and again, it just depends on what specific products you're talking about. If you're talking about poker, um, poker, you can either do rev share or you can do per sign up. I know the sign ups can go anywhere from a hundred to three hundred dollars a sign up. So you know, it just depends on what level you're performing at. Right, and, and tying that back into something that we talked about earlier, um, when you uh, if if you are working a poker affiliate program or uh, or if you're interested in working a poker affiliate program, uh, take a look at the payouts uh, that they have on their on their affiliate page. Um, and just understand that if you are a top producer, you can get much more than what they're listing uh, for public view. <laughs> yeah, quite a few sites list like 100 and change on the public view, and behind the scenes they're offering you know almost triple that. So definitely if you are a top performer, and those guys know who they are. So, um, But if you're just starting off, um, I would say first focus on one product, control that product, get it out, maxed out, and then move on to another product. And, and if you don't know how to get into affiliate marketing, um, the, uh, the, the stereotypical you know, suggestion on how do you get into affiliate marketing is find something that you like to do. Yes. What's your hobby? Is your hobby model airplanes or whatever it is? And you've, you've either got a site about your hobby or you can build a site about your hobby. Start out that way. It's a good way to start out and test the waters and figure out if, if you can drive traffic to a website or if you can get people to sign up for an email newsletter um, and then and then market to those people that are on your newsletter. 
Great. Um, what products are the most profitable from the niche work selection? They're all profitable. What are you talking about? Well, they said most profitable. Of course they're profitable. <laughs> the, uh, um, we're really excited about Ronco. It is not live yet. Um, they're, uh, I think, about 20 different people inside of Ronco Incorporated have to sign off on, on every, uh, uh, everything that happens. They're, the people that we've met are wonderful, but, uh, but they are a very large company, and so there is an approval process to get everything ready. So we're really excited about the Ronco program. Um, we, uh, we're also the affiliate managers uh, for a company called NFI Products. Nobody's ever heard of NFI Products, but, uh, uh, but their main product that they make is called Blue Emu. It's a, uh, kind of like Ben Gay. It's a pain relief cream. It's kind of like Ben Gay, but it doesn't stink. Um, and any uh, shopping, uh, any, any Kroger store, any Sam's Club, any drugstore that you go into the country, um, they will have Blue Emu on the shelves. Um, they've got a tremendous national brand. Uh, they've only been online with their website for less than a year, um, and, and they do have a nice affiliate program. Johnny Bench is one of their spokesmen. So, they're, I mean, they're a real big company, um, and, uh, and they've got uh, some, some nice payouts that we can do there. Yep. Um, another question we have here is, is Michael still at NicheWorks? Yes, uh, Michael, uh, Reader, and I are partners in NicheWorks. There's actually three of us uh, Michael's taking care of the kind of the business details. Um, I'm uh, I'm kind of the chief advocate for affiliates whenever we're talking about something. And then we've got a third partner, uh, uh, John Cherry. Everybody calls him Buster. Um, and Buster's uh, um, a an extremely experienced advertising executive, movie producer um, that uh, that adds kind of an offline advertising and marketing perspective to everything that we do. And we got final question here, which is a nice one to end up with. Um, what would be your suggestion to someone who is brand new to affiliate marketing but is an SEO for a living? Um, I think that you should find some, uh, try to find some low-hanging fruit in the, affiliate mar- uh, in the affiliate marketing world. Try to find something that's not um, ultra-competitive. Uh, I'd encourage you to get into something and find out if you're if you're really as good as you think you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you get in, if you if you start out and try to get into something that is hyper competitive, and you don't see results quickly, that can be very discouraging. Um, on the other hand, <clears throat> if you get into uh, some small niche industry, um, you can make some good money, and you can decide whether you want to spend more time in that industry and uh, uh, grow what you're doing with that particular affiliate program or whether you want to start branching out into uh, into other more competitive stuff. Yeah, I would say if you are an SEO for a living, go to one of the local conferences. Um, SES is going around the country. PubCon is going to be going around the country. Um, just swing into one of them, get a free exhibit hall pass, and talk to all the affiliate programs in the exhibit hall. And just say, hey, look, you know, what's the deals you can give me? Um, because if you're an SEO, that's the hardest part you know, trying to figure out how you're going to get this traffic. Um, and SEOs can pretty much get that traffic for free and then monetize it. So if you are a good SEO, you can make really nice money f- with affiliate marketing. And as your, Ross says, totally agree with you, start off with a small niche program and then work out from there. Well, thanks so much, Ross. Any uh, final words? Greg, I've had a good time. It, uh, it's fun. This is my first time on your show. Uh, probably last, too, huh? 
Well, no, no, if you can keep on producing rotisseries. <laughs> um, who should we give away the rotisserie to? Who do you know, think somebody that's going to sell some, hopefully. Hmm? Somebody that's going to sell some, hopefully. <laughs> um, pick a number from one through seven. Um, let's go with four. Number four. The winner is? Adman. Congratulations, you just got a rotisserie uh, chicken set from Ronco. You can set it and forget it. (laughs) But wait, there's more. (laughs) Greg, you want to give uh, iPod cases to uh, the other six people that submitted questions? Excellent. Um, If if you're one of the other six people that submitted questions to to Greg and you own an iPod, um, let him know what kind of iPod, a Shuffle and Nano, a... uh, which kind of those, and uh, and we'll make sure that you get a free iPod case from corecases.com. So everyone in the chat room who sent in a question, I'll be sending you a private message right now with information about how to get that iPod case for you. Thanks, Russ. Have a great one, and talk with you late, uh, later. Thanks, Greg. Bye.